you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. And that's anyone with... Oh, sorry. No. Oh, that's okay. We should do it to Katie sometime, though. <laughs> you just, make her just turn down the microphone. <laughs> she wouldn't even notice either. And so we'll give her the third mic, you know, because we told her we weren't going to give her a mic. We'll right. give it to her. But okay. what she won't realize is we'll just... <laughs> Because she'll probably talk loud enough she can hear herself, so she won't maybe... Like, yeah, she won't hear. notice that it's not coming through the headphones. Or we'll just tell her we only have two sets of headphones and just give her the mic, and then she won't know that she's not actually talking. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Watch Katie. Us. Our luck. This will be the, the only episode that she listens to. <laughs> I know. I know. Cause she always brags about how she doesn't listen to us. Well, I think she only listens to the ones that she knows she's in. And she listens, like, right before she's going to be on. Yeah, right. Like, to catch up. Right, yeah. Where are we going? Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. And we also, in just a little bit, we're going to have our bestest. Our bestest, most Daniel Jahangar. Daniel J. He's going to (laughs) be. Okay, we're going to take away. Which one did you want? I wanted the clap. I wanted the clap. This one? That's what she said. No, no. (laughs) Sorry, this one. Hey guys, hey. Hi, how's everyone doing? Sit down, sit down. Don't get up. Don't get up. The studio audience is going wild in here for DJ. Okay. Uh, well, first we wanted to address uh, a couple episodes ago. We had talked about the Christmas movie. I was describing movie. a really weird yeah. acid trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a Christmas movie that mushrooms. Gina was like, "Oh, so you were on mushrooms then?" Yeah, pretty much. We but, asked you guys to email us if you knew if you could somehow, with the shitty piece together description <laughs> I gave you, if you could remember if you recalled this movie. Yeah. And so a, a lot of you did. We did. Yeah. So we wanted to give credit to those that uh, wrote in. So the first one, uh, you get props for being the first one. Um, it says, Brooke and Jean, I believe you were talking about the We Sing Best Christmas Ever movie on today's podcast. I'm a little scared that I knew the movie as soon as you started talking about it. <laughs> Here is a video of Poofer 
the elf riding his snowflake and she sent a picture. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So thank you. And that was from Emily. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, thank you, Emily. Um, we also got one from Sarah Stumpf, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we sing the best Christmas ever. So yeah, tons of people knew about it. Uh, and by tons, we mean two. No, no, there's more. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think about what I was going to say before I said that. Um, <laughs> we never do. No, there's more, but they're just like all hidden in my email. So, And then there were other people that were actually, I think they were messaging you on Instagram. They yep. were messaging me on Instagram. Yep. I got a lot so, of messages, people that had seen the movie. Yeah. Again, a lot of them that like almost felt embarrassed that they knew what movie right. it was. Listen, that's a classic. I know. Here's another one from Olivia Eggers, the elf that saved Christmas. Yeah. So see, at least three. I know there's more. Someone's out there going, I knew it too. I knew it. It's a weird uh, movie. I recommend you well, guys watch it. Well, just from the it. poofer, just from, oh, Gail Mason. She also uh, emailed us. It's not loading, but she also, where is it? Just in case no one found it, it for you. you. Ha ha. We, we sing, sing best, best Christmas, Christmas ever. ever. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> thanks guys. Thanks for doing the homework. Daniel, have you ever heard of this movie? I oh. have not. And it kind of bums me out because I'm like such a movie guy. Oh, it's an well, old it doesn't look movie. like a great one. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to turn it on. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, Pamela Higa. Higa. Also, she says we it's, sing. Uh, and it's we, it's W E E. Yeah. Yeah. W E E sing. We the best Christmas ever. <laughs> so that I knew exactly what you guys were talking about. I wonder if it's we, because when they're on the snowflakes, they go, we. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Serious. With Poofer in the lead. The head elf's name is Poofer. <laughs> um, oh, oh, and then uh, there were people that were also writing in that, uh, wait, I got to find it. There were people that were writing in about our last one that we did when you were asking, when you started it off, like asking like what they used to call my vagina. Yeah, yeah. Like call uh-huh. a vagina yeah. a penis. We were asking, because like, in fact, while you're finding it, let's Look ask at Daniel's face right now. Yeah, <laughs> He's uh, like, I'm not in this conversation. Basically, basically <laughs> Wait, like they never called my vagina names. <laughs> <laughs> basically, like growing up, different, maybe different cultures or different, um, just different types of people. They just, you know, when a, a little child learns their private parts, they usually call them something like a, a nickname. He's like, my oh. mom always called it my dick. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Actually, that's funny. My mom used to, there's there's a Persian saying that she would say something okay. like that. Okay, what'd she say? Well, definitely hyping it up, but it used to be, it's, I think it's called like a golden pee-pee or something like that. A golden pee-pee? Yeah. A golden, because pee Because your pee-pee was golden? No, dude, no, no I think one. it was just mainly like, it was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> your mom uh, was hyping you up from a very young age. Yeah, 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 totally. My confidence totally my mom has just He's been- He's got <laughs> serious dick confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> for my mom, yeah. That's cool. Just explain Daniel's mom. He one time was swimming in our pool and I just remember him looking at me and he goes, man, I used to think I was I a way better swimmer than I am. Like my mom always said I swam like a dolphin. And I was like, oh my God, your mom is the kind of person that would hype you up and you'd end up on like, uh, what's that show like where they sing and it has all like the terrible, like they That's all sing terribly. American, American Idol. American Idol. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he would like go on there thinking like, you know, like you see some of these people and they just look at his, look at how he's looking at me. No, no, finish. Please, please finish the story. I feel like they're, mm-hmm. those are the same people that had parents like that, that were like, you, everything you do is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it took I, till you were like what, like twenty six to realize you weren't a good swimmer. I think it was twenty nine. Oh, okay. And I'm still having trouble with it. <laughs> I still believe I can. Yeah. I used to say you 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 move like a fish, Arya. You move like a fish. Oh, I it was a dolphin. A dolphin. Well, something majestic. Same, same. Yeah, something like that. That's but anyway, so like I always grew up calling it was like boy girl. It was a pee pee. Right. That yeah, was but it, it was pee pee for both. Yeah, it was pee pee for. It was just it was girls just your, had it was, it was just your private part. They were different, but like 
you didn't show you didn't show people your pee pee. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good lesson. Yeah. And it was like it it was you know what? Back in 1989, yeah. we were still practicing. I was a year we out were, of high we were, school. We were, <laughs> we were practicing uh, equality. Yes, you right. Know, no, and, right. Uh, yeah. Gender neutral. Yeah, you were, right. really be, you were really before your time. My parents were super uh, <laughs> ahead of it. progressive. Yes, they were. The PP. Um, well, no, so we had some people that uh, sent in uh, what, they're, what, <laughs> what they, they used they to call, call it. it. And so this is from Erica Corvera. And she says, my, <laughs> my parents always have or always have always called every gender's no-no square their soft parts. <laughs> Already there's two things in that are great. I know, a no-no no no square, square and the soft parts. Square? Yeah. Like yeah. there's a square that... No, no, I got it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't explain it. <laughs> this is from... This is from Cat. Explain it. I know. This is from Cat uh, Sharer. Sharer. Uh, she says girls have a big coolie, and then in parentheses a, a butt. butt, and a little coolie in parentheses a vagina. Boys have a pee pee and a coolie. So there we had, and then she says we had gerbils growing up, and they had purple, purple coolies. coolies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big coolie was your butt, was your and butt. a little coolie was your was your pee pee. Yeah, okay. and then we have one more. I think it's one more. Amy Higgins. She said, uh, <laughs> cookie, cookie, exclamation point. My damn aunt called it this and it stuck. And then cycle for period. So dumb. Oh, she called her. Oh, her cycle. Because yeah. we were asking people like what they used to call their period. Cycle. Cycle. Gotcha. Yeah. Then yeah, because your mom it. called it a what? Oh, my menstrual cycle. <laughs> you had to say the whole thing. I couldn't even say period. She'd be like, are you on your menstrual cycle? <laughs> like, ew. It's just it's gross seeing that. I don't know. It just grosses me out. Anyway. Yes, okay. Mom. Well, yes. that was. So thanks, guys, for. Listening. What was the word? In. What was word for vagina? Uh, she didn't say. No, I'm looking at DJ. Oh, for, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. For Farsi. Yeah, or just like, oh, uh, no, like. Well, oh, oh, I do know it. I do know it. So your mom. No, no, no. I do know it. It's but it, but it's like a very vulgar way of saying it. I don't know if it's edited here. No, it's not edited. It's no. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, uh, oh man, I, I I can't even say it. It's um, kos. <laughs> look, you look like you look nervous even I saying know. it. I know. My mom hears it. She's going to like beat me. Uh, yeah. But Pulse? yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Pulse. like a derogatory? Yeah, it's very derogatory. It's, oh, like, okay. it's, like, it's like saying pussy. Yeah, but oh, okay. angry. Oh. Pussy. Yeah, pussy. Like yeah. Pussy. Then, like, Can we please stop saying that? Sorry. Looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you pussy. <laughs> yelling at him. No, um, they, uh, isn't, isn't Farsi, uh, penis and Farsi, isn't it like dual? Uh, dudul. Dudul. That means like, uh. Yeah, I think that's right. I think Isn't that's right? like, like a little pee pee. And how, and how do you oh, look, at the, like, look at the little pee pee? Oh, little doodle. Yeah. So, how do you say golden pee pee? Uh, doodle tala. Tala is like gold, like metal, yeah. or like golden dick. Oh, so you didn't want to admit that your mom was calling it a little golden pussy. Well, this <laughs> is what I was a, a little golden pussy. A little golden You know, this this <laughs> whole direction <laughs> of this podcast is not what I signed up for. I know, I'm Talking sorry. about my golden pussy. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, <laughs> It's like when you're a child. She, she didn't say this to me when I was like 18 no, I in the shower. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, just one more, you know, a, a minute longer on vaginas, names for vaginas. When you were growing up, yeah. what was slang like for the pe like kids, I guess teens or whatever, would like use for like, they would call a dick or vagina? Because like I've heard cookie or oh, yeah. box, right? Yeah, cookie box. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what that song's about? The cookie. Something in the cookie. What? That's that's that's, that's, that's Limp like Bizkit from yeah. 1989. Yeah. I did it all for the nookie. Like, no, no, that was a no, nookie. Uh, yeah. a nookie. Nookie. Nookie is a sex, cookie. right? I don't know. I is thought, it not, is it nookie? No, nookie is slang for sex. Yeah. 
Maybe, maybe that's, that's funny. funny. I thought it was for cookie, cookie. For yeah. You thought this guy maybe. was just like pre-diabetic? No. no, you know what's funny? I did it all for the cookie, no. the cake, the cookie, the cake. <laughs> no, you know what I think it's from? I think they did like a Sesame Street thing. Oh. But, yeah, when sense. Ruby was little. Yeah, that must have been that. I'm trying. I don't know. I'm trying. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. But so, what yeah. were we I don't, I don't, I don't remember besides like the, the ones that you guys have mentioned yeah. or uh, I'm trying to think about like all those like little John songs or daddy Yankee songs oh, and, yeah. and all that song. I can't, I don't remember anything being uh, specific for that right like now. Well, skin you, skin wallet. What? what? <laughs> I've heard that. Like, I've heard that. Skin flute. Sk- you know, the skin a flute and the skin wallet. Oh, play the little skin flute. <laughs> Flesh flute. <laughs> Flesh flute. That's what it is. God. It's not a sexy. <laughs> no, it's not sexy. Although I will say, uh, maybe all that era of all those, you know, Lil John and all the rappers, mm-hmm. they definitely only created slang for vagina. They did not create slang for dicks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah you're trying to think I'm about it. Think, I think the the close thing was the things that come out of the dicks, like gasolina. Do you remember the Daddy Yankee song? Yeah, that's what that's about. Yes, dude, I didn't yes. know what skeet, skeet skeet was either. Oh, I my son, we had a. Um, Oh, For Jordan, good. I can we had it. a bowling, uh, like a bowling party and all of his friends, they were like in middle school. And so probably like close to your guys' age at the same time. Right. And, um, I had, had no idea. I knew the song. Right. And it was yeah. like, skeet, skeet, skeet. Oh, were, you, were you singing it? No. Okay. So sing it like that. Well, I was saying, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. not saying it. Right. And so, <laughs> so, um, I just remember like, you know, everybody puts, puts their names up on the board, yes. like who they are bowling. And yeah. they all had like made up names for themselves. Yep. And his, one of his friends had skeet, skeet, skeet up there. And so every time it was his turn, I would, he was never around. So I'd like yell it like skeet, skeet, skeet. Where are you? Like skeet, skeet, skeet. And so finally Jordan like comes up to me. He's like, mom, stop saying that. And I'm like, what? It's like from that song, right? Like skeet. And he's like, stop saying it. I'm like, well, what does it mean? He's like, it means like, come. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I've just been yelling skeet, skeet, skeet all over the bowling alley. Just a, just a mom with a bunch your of middle schoolers. Your mom is schoolers. so cool, man. Your, your mom, mom is, is so cool. cool. I don't know if that would be cool or not. I think he was oh, horrified. Your cool, mom, mom, please stop saying it. Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay. So back to whatever we were talking about. Which, well, we were, I think we were doing a transition on. Yeah, okay. this is the transition. First of all, thanks guys for actually responding to our questions. Yeah, we appreciate it. I really appreciate that so many of you also four. have also have a all four of you all four of you tons of you what did you say <laughs> I said I don't know whatever she said I don't know all said. of all of the four of you um I only needed one person to yeah. know what that movie was and there are four of you so thank you yeah and also yeah I really appreciate really that we wanted to know what you guys called your called your private parts your <laughs> now coolies we, now we know coolies Coolios, your peepees cool, yeah coolies your coolio coolio <laughs> That's what I'm gonna start calling it from now on. This is, oh my Daniel's god! Just looking at walking like, most thought, of my life, I'm in the game, the Coolio Paradise. Is that what? Is that how it goes? That's, that's something like it's that. It's a gangster's oh paradise. God. Oh well, you Coolio right. Paradise. <laughs> oh my god, I, I love you guys right. so much. All right, now on. Actually, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. All right, guys, we're back and we are not as not more serious. We're the same, yeah. but we're still having a lot of good, good, good fun. And DJ Daniel is here. We're going to talk a little bit about what he does, um, he's going to tell himself, tell himself, tell he's going to tell you all about himself. <laughs> and I really wanted him to talk about the evolution for him of programming and programming for individual people, programming for a gym, um, programming for platforms where he doesn't actually know people personally and how he's evolved um, the way he chooses to do that over the years of just learning, continuing education and practice and learning what works and what doesn't. And I feel like I can speak for like the CrossFit community, but there are a lot of program hoppers, right? Like people come to, I mean, in like a, in the competitive field, you see people all the time, like moving. They think there's like this like magical program and they're moving from coach to coach to coach because they're not placing higher. They're not. And it's like, well, that's not like, I mean, in some cases, you might have a coach who has no idea what they're talking about, and you should find a new programmer. Right. But 
for instance, you have people coming into a CrossFit gym. I've been coaching a class. Someone comes in and I've experienced this so many times and so have you. They want to, they want things that are harder, right? They want you to give them something different than what's on the board because they think they're above that because they want to compete and they've been doing it a really long time. And I always look at them and it's like, or they want to know what program should I be doing? Right. What's the secret one? What's the secret program? What's that special one? Who should I be paying extra on top of my already somewhat expensive membership here to this gym? And my answer is always, it's like, just keep doing this. If you're not, if you are not getting the fastest time lifting the most weight, crushing everybody at your affiliate with your name at the top of the leaderboard in your gym, why are you looking anywhere else? Like you already have holes and obviously there's going to be outliers, people that maybe you go to a gym that you don't really have a great, like whoever is programming for that gym, it's, they're not super educated, you know, but I would say more times than not, people just get really attracted, they're raccoons, they get really attracted to shiny objects and like new programs and new coaches and what are these people doing? What are they doing? And you end up spending all this time running around when all you have to do is just work. Yeah. And you know what? That's the sad truth. A lot of it is just time, work, and some people are just more sensitive to it. Some people are just going to do what's on the board and, you know, be qualified for the you know regionals. And some people are going to be working with a private coach for decades. That's a long time. Yeah. For years. And, you <laughs> Gina, know, we're talking about. Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, well, decades. That's she what I've been doing, so guys, man. Ago, guys. So, so long ago. And look I'm still shitty. <laughs> but no. I was just kidding. But, you know, and yeah, you're right. Uh, I think that depending on the gym, right, versus the type of gym and the type of program they have. Is it smart program? Is it thought out? Is it... Uh, well, does it have room for them to push it a little bit more or scale it back? You know what I mean? And we'll talk about it when we start with the gym format. But um, then you look at some gyms where it's like, yeah, they just do like a four minute workout. So I can see them being like, I mm-hmm. wish I could do something more. I, I spent, I'm spending $175 a month and I'm doing, you know, I'm rowing a 5k yeah. and that's my whole hour. I need more. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I can see it from well, both yeah, sides. I mean, it definitely, it makes sense. That's why it's not like my, it's not even my opinion. It's more my experience and what I've seen and who I've worked with. But I've also been lucky enough to kind of be working out of gyms and coaching at gyms where there are people who really like to learn how to program and really work on that, you know? And you also, even as a programmer, you have to be willing to continue education. You have to be willing to accept that you may, you could have done something different and always be able to change stuff. You do come, you know, I've come across people, they always think what they do is right. So things will never evolve and they'll never change. Um, That doesn't mean I... You know, if you're just trying to be fit and healthy, doing something is better than nothing, 100%. right? But if you, if you go to a gym where they really just, you know, they kind of, if, if you go to a gym and you're someone who wants to set goals for yourself, they're a little bit beyond just functional fitness and just being healthy, you know, fitting in your clothes, feeling good, you know, naked, look good naked, just, you just want to like earn your party. Right. Um, if you actually have like some bigger goals that are going to take more focus and take a bigger roadmap, then I hope that you do have someone at that gym who likes to program like that, Right. who's willing to look at the big picture. And then it takes you to be consistent. You can get there by just following the affiliate program. Right. But they, if you let them have the roadmap, if you let them be in charge of the big picture, then you have to go every day. You know, so I've, I've definitely seen people, even at our gym, that they only come certain days of the week. Right, and they'll get so irritated if they see like if they don't see a movement a lot, or they or they'll see the same one a lot, and it's like, well, you like we're on a we're on a cycle, right? We're on a squat cycle, or we're we're focusing on these things right now. Like this is our program, and it's we're doing this for six weeks, we're doing this for four weeks, and then we're transitioning. If you don't come consistently, 
you're definitely going to have like no idea what's going on. And it's just going to feel super constantly varied, which one will get you fit. will have you feeling, you know, feeling good, being healthy, but it's not going to get you closer to those goals. Like, you know, wanting to get your squat to go up, wanting to get your muscle up, wanting to get your Mm -hmm. double unders, things like that. Right. How'd you get your squat to come up? I squatted a lot. What did you squat? Tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, I was fortunate enough for after many years of working at it to squat 500 pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See? But that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, but you know what? Uh, But that took a long time for you is what I'm saying. That probably took three years. So it was a goal. Injuries through speed bumps and all that consistent. And again, Mm -hmm. when we talk about it, consistency is going to be the huge indicator, right? To see your results. Yeah. Right. Uh, adhering to a program. Um, so yeah, no, that was, I was super stoked. You should be. Yeah. That's hard insane. work. It's a yeah, long that's time. Insane. So, uh, DJ, why don't you just give us a little rundown? Well, sure. we, well, we know, give yeah. all of our friends here on the other side of these headphones, <laughs> um, what you do currently, Okay. all the different things you do. Okay. And then we'll kind of break down, I guess, how you got to where you are and maybe some of the things you learned along the way. Sure. So, okay. So let's see. So first off, I am one of the owners of CrossFit West. I am the head programmer of CrossFit West in located in Santa Cruz. It's an affiliate that's been established for about 10 years now. What's the address? Uh, 3065 Carriker Lane, SoCal 907. Nope. 95073. 95073. Come and see us when you're in town. Yes, please. Um, so yeah, so one is, yeah, so CrossFit West, I, before that I owned a CrossFit Ready, was one of the partners and owners of CrossFit Ready. In 2012, we started that. Actually, I had to look this up. Had that for about uh, five years and then took over CrossFit West. I'm the affiliate from that and then now run both the, well, ran both those gyms at a time then because of lease issues and things like that. Now we have everybody in one place, which is a much better, much better mm-hmm. feel, much better culture. Yeah. And we talked, Gina talked a little bit about building that gym out. It was, yeah, that, that was, was a that lot was, of work, crazy, lot of but work. it is yeah. beautiful. But you know, it is beautiful the business model of like CrossFit, that would be impossible to open up a, a gym in 30 days without the kind of community and culture oh, yeah. that right. it has with it. Yeah. But um, that's one of the things that I do. So I do the programming for there. We have a, a barbell club. It's a hybrid club, uh, crub, club <laughs> that's uh, weightlifting and powerlifting fused together. So that's pretty cool that we have called uh, Double Strength Please. And then uh, I work on the trifecta programming. I do private programming. And that's that's pretty much the the stuff that I generally do. And oh, on top of that, uh, SF State. So I teach yep. a class at SF State, Healthy Habits, just teaching basic reasons why exercise and fitness is good for you. So those are those are my many hats. Yeah. When did you start um, teaching at the... This S- would be my third year, but I've uh, been working on the curriculum for probably over five years. Yeah. So trying to update it and all that. And it's definitely, I mean, you guys are able to do so much more this year than you were last year. It seems like it's growing. Every, yeah, every year. So when we first started, it was one class, then it became two classes, then three classes. So now uh, every semester is between two to three classes, which we have, you know, we used to start with like four to like eight people. Now it's like 12 to like 18 people. So now it's, it's grown slowly. People like it. It's, uh, it's kind of like a, I don't know, it's a different type of feel of a class, right? So they do little assignments. They, they see like studies, they get like citations, they ask questions, and then it pretty much evolves. We have a basic curriculum, but then it evolves with information that they want to know to try to get the, give them as many tools as they need. What's, um, so, I guess, like what's one of uh, your favorite assignments you've given them so far? Uh, first one. Uh, so they all have access to this like multi-million dollar gym. Yes. That's right. Part of their tuition. They all pay for it. But many of them haven't even walked Don't into it. Don't go there. So the first assignment is just to go there for 30 minutes and just write a reflection piece on what you felt. 
Right? Do you feel like you belonged, didn't belong, knew what you were doing, didn't know what you were doing? What did you see? What did you like? Were you intimidated? And a lot of the feedback's the same. It's like you're going into this like club that everyone knows what they're doing. They have their Beats headphones in. Oh, yeah. They're right. They're taking over the gym equipment and you don't know what you're doing. So what do most people do? They just go on a treadmill or a bike, right? Go in there for 30 minutes, go on their phone, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever, right? And then <laughs> leave because they don't know what to do. Yep. And it's like unfamiliar and then they don't want to look foolish. You're at this age, right? right? Between yeah. 18 to, you know, 25. I mean, you know even what? at my age, you feel foolish. For sure, right? <laughs> Definitely. Right? But but that's that's the truth, right? It's a, this uh, lack of knowledge of what to do, how to do it. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to get hurt. There's this huge stigma of like, I don't want to get hurt. You know, so one of the first days we talk about like injury, injury rates and it's so low, lower than like cross country running, you know, and try to just give them educated and make them feel more and more confident. And the last day, right, after we talked about programming and nutrition and health, uh, I bring barbells in and we go over like form a technique of the basic movements of like deadlift, press and squat and just to show them and ask them questions. And it's pretty much a whole hour of them just trying to get a feel for it. Do you do that in the classroom? I do. And do you bring in, do you have like uh I have like racks a, too? No, I, I have like a training bar and like 15 okay. pound plates and clips. So it's really easy for them to Super just like maneuver. Light. Exactly. Cool. You know, so it helps them out. Right. Do you guys, ha have you had, have you received any feedback, I guess, because you've been doing it now for three years and it is growing. Is there somewhere where like the students are able to like give you feedback on the, on the class? Yeah. So they do a survey in the beginning, in the middle and the end. And then we usually try to follow up with them as well. So how many people are still, we have some data of how many people are still working out, how many people aren't working out. That's cool. So that's pretty cool to follow and track because um, I guess a lot of the funding is dependent on the data that we have. Uh -huh. So it's important for us to collect it and organize it. But it's so cool to see even just like one person that you know now is, well, hold it closer. Well, you keep like sorry, sorry, away sorry. as you're talking. But <laughs> so it's one of those things where <laughs> it's one of those things where even if one or two people are starting to, you know, exercise consistently, I'm super stoked because the way the way the whole class runs and I'll keep it brief is one. All exercise is better than nothing. Yep. Right. Any Anything activity is better, is better than, than nothing. nothing. But there are these physical activity guidelines that people don't know about that. Even resistance training is in there like two times a week. And people don't realize that. And that could be any form. It can be back squats, dumbbells, bands, whatever it is, just some kind of resistance training that people need to be exposed to. Right. And people don't even know that they think it's just, you know, Pilates or a spin class and all that, which is good. Right. Benefits for like cardiovascular health. But especially as we age. Right. How can we get more jack, get more muscle on us to hold that muscle on us? Uh, try to educate them like that where they can they should start now and develop these habits now. Mm -hmm. So 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, they have some kind of foundation. Yeah, it's it's a uh, people. It's 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 funny to me when I honestly I felt like, OK, I've experienced this the most of what I'm in like L.A., Okay. Right. But um, just the stigma of like weight training and resistance training. Yeah. I don't want to get, I don't want to get uh, bulky. So much. I'm just like, I don't want to get bulky. I and I really, bulky. and I really, really have tried to, especially when I was like doing Wonder Woman. Right. Right. And there's like women of all ages there, not all ages, but all ages there. And none of them, like they want really small legs and they want really small arms. And it's like, that's okay. You know, but you have me trying to explain to them, like you need to do a little bit because- you need to have, you know, the, not only for like just overall health right. and like as we get older, like your joints and your bones and like sure, just, your bone just density some, just or, some yeah. size and especially as like a female to really not like to be so scared of any resistance training um, and not do it at all. And then as we get older, there's like losing weight is not going to be, it's not going to cut it anymore. Right. Like yeah. to feel better or like fit in your, like, it's just not going, you need to have some, something firm to like hold you together. Right. You need to have some strength. <laughs> to give you some, give you some shape. Yeah. And you should uh, tell, well, well, Daniel has, um, 
what, what's our favorite client? Gail. Gail Levine. She's yes. Nice. Yeah. So she's, she's yeah, 75 years we old. Tell her story. 75 years old. Uh, I was lucky to get her from uh, Nikki Patel. She used to train her privately. Um, awesome Jewish lady, you know, part of Temple from the Bronx. Right. She is the coolest lady. She's a super Very, tough lady, yes. right? Uh, been working with her for about three years. She has aged, right? She started around like 72. She's uh, 74, 75 now. And she's stronger than she's ever been. She got her uh, blood work done. She got her muscle density. Her muscle's up, right? Her uh-huh. bone density's higher, right? So she's pretty much in this little case study has reversed her aging, mm-hmm. right? And she loved it so much that she stopped doing jazzercise and started coming with me an extra day. So she sees me three times a week. Right. And she's probably my most consistent private client that I have because she knows the value. Well, she's seeing yep. it. Yeah. Right? And she and then the way she stands, the way the energy she presents out, people keep walking up to her. What are you doing? Who is this? What is this? And she'll say, oh, it's CrossFit. It's, you know, it's Daniel. And people are like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to do that. My back, right. all this. And there's all these right. excuses. Right. Right. And, you know, she's a she's a great advocate for what the benefits of resistance training are, what, you know, you know, circuit training can do for her. And she loves it. Oh, you yeah. Know, she looks forward to it. It's like and, my mom just turned 60. Yeah, and she's she looks and great. she looks in incredible. Yeah. Like she looks and she feels better than she has. Honestly, I can tell you, she looks and feels better than she has my entire life. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, she's peaking now. She's yeah. peaking, man. Yeah. My dad's just like, I want to peak at sixty, <laughs> and I want to peak at sixty. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my goal. You're, you're going to peak at 50 <laughs> next year. Well, I don't year. have that much longer. Yeah, that's it. Then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. All, down, all right, no. let's peak at 60. Let's yeah, peak at no, 60. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather have a longer term goal. But yeah, and she's, she's been injured. My mom's been an athlete her entire life. She's been, she's had tweaks and stuff from CrossFit. Yeah. But the difference is, is you're going to, the way we, we're just moving our body through life. Yeah. We're walking, we're getting in cars, we're standing up, we're bending over and picking up kids, we're putting shit on shelves. Like you are moving and moving weight and moving objects all the time but and if you do not have a stronger body you're going to get hurt and it's going to be a harder recovery you right. know it's yeah. like well it's going to be from something simple oh yeah not doing crossfit you know yep. it's going to be from lifting something out of the back of your trunk or like doing something like that yep and then you really are going to be hurt bending you know shaving your legs <laughs> at 60 in the shower yeah. oh tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> just stuck there well i just want to say this is the whole about getting jacked I've been trying to get jacked for like 10 years. <laughs> I hear people say that all <laughs> you know, the time. Like, the, the whole, the whole yeah. you know, I don't want to get bulky and big. Right. I've been trying to get bulky and big for like 10 years. He's just like, get me bulky. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm squatting, I'm benching, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm trying right. to. It's hard. You know I mean, people, people will see someone that is, you know, super fit and all the bit. I don't want to look like that. But like, you won't. Right. You know? they tell, like, that look like, yeah. That, you they won't. People broken, she's like, to be like, well, I want to, I want to like be fit, but like, but like, not like you. And I'm like, oh, no, no, you won't. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, you like, won't not a chance. You not only don't have the dedication. You did, you're, to work not gonna, out, like, you're not going to. You're not going to want to work hard <laughs> as enough, as hard as I do, or long enough. Right. I mean, there's been po- like through this last year, and like through recovery and things like that, I've had people come up to me and they're like, "I want. I'm trying to look like you." And my response is like, "Fuck, I'm trying to look like me. <laughs> like my, I need to get. I need to be training more. That I'm. I'm also going to look like me." Because whatever I actually look like, the person inside me is just sitting down on the couch watching Netflix eating cookies. And when uh, I say cookies, I don't mean cookies. I was like just going to say, about, yeah, 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 I know. It's like a start, of, start I mean, a whole other rumor. I mean, those cookies my mom sent us. Oh my goodness. But yeah, you got to train. Yeah. Um, with all the different platforms that you're programming for, right? When you first started coaching CrossFit, yeah, that like, was a I, long I've time known ago. you for so long. I know. I think I've, I think I'm, I knew you when you were like getting muscle ups. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'd never gotten before. Yeah, I think I remember that that Brookens from mm-hmm. 
was CrossFit Scotts Valley mm-hmm. years ago. And the way I got the way I got into CrossFit was my rugby coach uh, was a Cal Berkeley rugby coach. Uh, and then for he coached us at UCSC. And then um, he's like, well, you got to try this stuff out. It's kind of cool. It's CrossFit. We're going to do like 50 burpees and run a hill. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay <laughs> sure, whatever. I'm a, I was like a freshman in college. Like, yeah, okay. He's like, yeah, CrossFit's the best thing ever. You're for it. It's like, sure. Just already brainwashing. Yeah. You. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And then he's and then uh one of the the former former I guess members of the club started was a trainer at CrossFit Scotts Valley. Uh-huh. So that's how I came in. The, like free class Saturday. Came in, loved it, stuck with it. And then my background even before that was um, weightlifting in high school with uh my with my high school football coach. So you take that. Then we had rugby, which was like the team sport, which I loved. And then the CrossFit, which, you know, had a lot of the same kind of team components was awesome. And that was pretty much my first exposure to, uh, to CrossFit was CrossFit, CrossFit. Scotts, Scotts Valley. Yeah. And then how did you start coaching? The guy, you know, me and the, me and the owner just clicked. I, I loved it. I, I would ask all these questions and all that. And he, one day he just came up to me. I think I was coming for like a, like a couple of months now. He's like, Hey, you get your level one, you got a job. I was like, okay. So when got my level one, found a date, you know, uh, paid for it and I don't think it was as expensive as it is now yeah. but um saved it for it got it got my level one uh he let me you know I shadowed him for months right and then I started teaching classes there and that's pretty much how I started and they were they were already a kind of like an old school style CrossFit you know they would do a lot of lifting and yeah. things like that which it was my jam I loved it because coming from from high school weightlifting and then one of the members one day was like hey if uh if we opened up a gym would you be interested in being a partner and I was like, whoa, in Santa Cruz, there's already like, at this time, it's like six gyms. It's way too many. Yeah. Now there's like 15, 15 gyms. Yeah, <laughs> 15 gyms. Way too many. Right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, if we can do it, I'm down. Found a great location. You know, he built it from the ground up. I put sweat equity in there. So pretty much I just worked to pay it off. And that's how it started. That's how it already started. Yeah. And then um, that that's where it all pretty much start going programming, research, you know, I don't want to, you know, I wanted something that was different than other gyms. You know, there was some gyms that were doing just like the dot-com workouts. And I was like, there's no way that I could ethically just be like, give me a lot of money and I want you to just sit on a rower for 30 minutes <laughs> or give me a lot of money and then just go run for 5k and yeah. then come back. And so I wanted something different. And then, so I guess that's where my beginning of programming started. And it was a lot of trial and error, you know, made a big spreadsheet, saw what worked, saw what didn't work. And then um, we were all, oh, we were also, we can only drop weights three times a week. Oh, that's right. Because the, <laughs> the beauty, hair salon. The hair hair salon. salon so right then I had to program around that, right? So you, so you program for like affiliates, you program with what you have, right? Uh-huh. The equipment you have, the class space. sizes, the space, right? How do you make it where you're not, you're not doing like a barbell ladder, right? Everyone's right. running through ladders. Right. And then uh, with your situation. So we had a hair salon that, you know, it could be kind of an intimate business. They did the, the stuff with the... Waxing? Yeah. I love that you're, I wish people could see what you were just doing. He's well, there painting his, like painting his, painting balls. his. <laughs> yeah. But you know, they would do that. So, Brazilian so, waxing. They, so they would, you know, they would, and I would, and I would, you know, I'd feel for them. They're like, you know, Hey, so take a deep breath and then bang, 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 just weights dropping. <laughs> right. So, uh, <gasps> so we can only drop it on uh, Mondays and Sundays. So I had to program around that. So barbell lifts had to be, you know, on Mondays and Sundays, right? Then, and they were only on those days. Then it was a lot of touch and go movements, you know, to scale it. So for deadlifts and things like that, so yeah. people would, or the weights would be a lot lower, so they wouldn't mm-hmm. drop it. Mm-hmm. But um, that was a challenge. But then having a small space and having uh, the skills, I guess, learning to work around your settings and all that, and then having a small space with a lot of members to figure how that worked, transferred over with, you know, then when we took over West, it was a huge gym. It was too much space. Yeah. It was, yep. Yeah. You know, it was like 10,000 square feet. 10,000 square how, feet. How big was ready? 
Uh, Ray, like two? Like, no, Ray was like 23, I think. Well, I mean, that's close to two. No, 23 is way different. <laughs> well, it felt like two. <laughs> it felt like two. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, and here's the thing. West is an amazing space, and there will never be another space like it in Santa Cruz. No. Just, just it right. It felt no. like the mega gym. It was a mega gym. Yeah. It was, it awesome. was a people, mega gym. You know, yeah. People came from around to look at it like, this is so cool. Oh, my gosh. So cool. And you're right. It is awesome. But I'll tell you this what. Now having 5,000 square feet with the new West, uh, the culture, the community is even closer than it was before. And before it was awesome. No, hundred percent. I mean, you know? I can tell you right now, I started coaching at West at the old West, yeah. the big one, a uh, long time ago. And I mean, when I really got into competing and like an agenda with my, yeah. pro, with my training, I couldn't really, I had a really hard time training there. Yeah. I have a hard time. That's right. Training is such a, big space and especially when because how how we would utilize a space and as did you once you guys took it over but for a while we actually had two affiliates in there oh we that's had, right you had the uh, longevity uh, we had longevity mm-hmm. we had crossfit longevity john van every's gym and we had crossfit west and they were always usually in the afternoon and they would take one half of the gym and then we would take the other half it was it was a massive space um but when you have so many different things going on and me you also have like a lot of stuff you've got to get done it can be really hard to stay focused it's really easy to almost act as if you're in the conventional gym and like start talking to people and you don't get a lot done it's hard for me to like I I can't train like that I like the smaller space um within reason the space we have now is it's amazing it's perfect and people will adjust to their surroundings they'll adjust to the amount of space they have and people should be i think some people were so worried when we first left the big space to come to the smaller one because of not having as much room right Right. and you have like barbells and things like Mm -hmm. that but it's like you will adjust you learn to be more aware of your surroundings and it makes it one it makes you a better athlete you're you're more aware when you're training and you should be training aware awake you shouldn't be just like whacking out and throwing your shit everywhere well and like he said there is like more of a sense of community because before it was like when they would do a class you'd have six people on these racks and then someone would decide to go way over to the other side yeah think of it as like a coaching coaching style it was more challenging and and now you know people are partnered up by height yeah i don't care if you lift 100 pounds or 500 pounds you're like five foot seven you're sharing a rack you know on the rig rest take the weights off and go and so partnering people up right People that come to the gym at certain times, they partner up with very similar people, right? So they know who they are. They create friends. They create these relationships. They keep themselves accountable, right? It becomes such a positive thing, right? And they have someone that they're going to go to the gym and look forward to meeting, right? right. Just like how Gina will be, hey, I'm going to the gym, Brooke. See you at 10. Yep. You're going to show up because Gina's going to be at the gym at 10. Yep. Well, and that's then, the only reason. Well, and also, and also <laughs> Gina. I come, I come for you guys. I'm just, right. I'm just but, but also, <laughs> that's what she said. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> right been wanting to hit that button but the, the, account, the accountability with the community is huge right you show up you show up more right you enjoy it you show up more you enjoy it you see results you like it you show up more right does that make, does that make sense no, so you, it enjoy, becomes sure. a cycle. Enjoy it. you enjoy it together right and you share your successes together which Correct. i think that really is what you know you start seeing the same people come to the classes all the time right well it's also more motivating than like mm-hmm. a globo gym I mean, for for me, I'm not very like self-motivated, you know? So like to go somewhere when someone else is holding me accountable. So like, if you're like, Hey, see you at 10. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe I don't want to go. And you're like, okay, see you at 10. I'm like, okay, I need to go, you know? So, I mean, there's that too, which is nice about, you know, a sorry, kind of a CrossFit. my phone thought you were oh. talking to it. We're not talking to you, Siri. <laughs> with, with, with the CrossFit community, which is so good. It's like, it, it gets you there. Right. You know? No. And I think, I think the model that we have, 
right? You have an hour class. Most people have jobs, families, kids, other obligations, Mm -hmm. right? So they want an hour to get in, get out, right? And so the way we program is warm-ups are 15 minutes or under and they're specific to the task at hand let it being getting as they should be right get if you're going to be squatting you're going to be squatting in the warm-up right right you're going to be deadlifting you're doing some kind of hinging movement and on top of that the warm-up also gets you ready for the workout Mm -hmm. so if there's like dumbbells in it you're getting equipment out you're getting ropes out you know use it as like a skill base work on your double unders a little bit but then at that 15 minute marker you got some kind of bar in hand right you have a coach instructing you what to do do's and don'ts how to do it how to modify it and all our coaches you know and I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll take a second. I have so much pride in all our coaches because they get information constantly every week, right? How to modify, how to adjust, what's evidence-based. Don't just say some BS that you saw yep. someone else say, yep. right. right? So we can all be on the same playing field. And we'll be like, oh, coach so-and-so said that I should, you know, put my foot on a ball and then squat with my thumb in my butt, <laughs> right? And it would help me get my muscle up. Exactly, exactly right? <laughs> so everyone is everyone has like the same kind of consistent, you know, understanding yep. of what's going on, which I think helps get our message and our programming out there efficiently. Yep. Right. All the coaches know it's like a fifteen minute warm up then instruct on the movements. Right. right. But you're the one, but you actually go through all that data and all those the, do all that research and then send it out to our coaches. Yes. So I, I, I know you don't want to take the credit, but but I mean you do you are a lot you are of the people, head you're the head coach, head programmer. Yeah. You should you that's definitely my responsibility. Your responsibility right. and your credit. Right. And I will say that when I remember when I was still coaching a little bit while you were, you guys had taken over the gym, there was disconnect with coaches. Like you've definitely been able to like bring the coaches together. And like, we've lost, we've gotten rid of some and added some new ones right. and have been able to sort of train them in a way for them to work like that and work cohesively. Cause right. I remember it was such a pain when I would have people in my class be like, they're so, doing something. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they're yeah. like, well, so-and-so said this. And I'm like, oh man. And it's like, you can't, as a coach on a staff, it's like, you don't want to discredit coaches. But you also can't have someone doing something that is It's like, going to injure them. Yeah. Or, right. You know, and, it, yeah. and it's, it's usually just an oversight or maybe, you know, some people that are beginning coaches and some people that aren't beginning coaches, but they just haven't developed the ability to like see airs through movement. That's like one of the hardest things to do. And I've always prided myself on that because of a dance background. Like I can actually see airs through movement way like better than I can see it through static position, which I can see it through static, static (laughs) position. But it's like, usually it's, it's almost, it's not like they were taught something wrong. They maybe just couldn't actually see it. So they let something slide for so long. Well, sure. Now you have a bunch of people doing something that's like, that's the easier oh, route, whoa, right? Whoa, yeah. yeah. That's the easier route. Well, and that's why continued education is so important, right? 100%. I mean, that's why you're doing all this research and yep. why you're doing all this is because so many people, when they are programming for a gym or they are a coach, it's like me. I got my L1. Can I coach? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <Now> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced into getting my L1, but no. So I, so I have my L1, but like, would I feel comfortable going in? No. I mean, and that's the problem is I think so many people are like, I have my L1 or, you know, I, I did this training course. Like I can now, you know, do all this. And it's like, unless you're still having continued education, which is what you do, yes. which is why you do all this research and all this stuff. And, you know, have all these coaches meetings and everything else. It's like you cannot run a gym and just have coaches and just say, okay, well you have your, you know, you have your piece of paper. So go out there and, you know, do your thing because most people don't know what the frick they're doing. Well, and honestly, most people, I remember talking to my dad about this because before I really started competing high level individually, uh-huh. I was so, something that I wanted to do uh, is I wanted, I was, I love Olympic weightlifting. Like I, I love 
coaching. I love seeing movement. Mm -hmm. I love being able to fix movement from looking at like looking at like the whole picture and I can see where things aren't quite, you know, aren't moving together. And a lot of that is like, it's a, it's a rhythm thing for me. It's a, it's a dance thing. It's a music thing. And I really wanted to be able to coach Olympic weightlifting. I would have loved to coach CrossFitters because I'm not an Olympic weightlifter, right? I do Olympic weightlifting through, you know, by way of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Am I good at it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm good at it. You are good at it. <clears throat> at one point I was really good at it. Nah, you're still but it's really like, good at it. I really, I, I, I love that. It's like, no, I'm not going to go and try and say I'm going to like just coach Olympic weightlifters because I, I never went to Olymp Olympic weightlifting meet, but I am really good at it. I'm really good at seeing air and really good at seeing critiques and, and I can do that for CrossFitters. And so like, I was really training with my coach, uh, Matt Bruce, um, to kind of do that, you know? And I remember talking to my dad and I was, I was programming more and I was, um, really studying like building programs and all this stuff and being a coach. And my dad was kind of talking about how usually people become a personal trainer or a coach for a very short period of time, right? It's like, it's what they do In before. Yes. It's what they do before they like, like actually a stepping start stone their career. To something else. Yeah. You know, and, and what's sad about that is that's why you have, you know, cause there's obviously how many just gyms, like not talking CrossFit gyms, but like gyms and personal trainers all over the place. So that's why you have a lot of people that really don't know what the fuck they're doing because they have, there's real no reason for them to continue education or really make it a craft yeah. and be the best at it and be good at it. And, and that's like, that's tough. And so that is one thing that I think is really cool about CrossFit gyms. I feel like you're going to find more people that actually want to make it their craft and they actually want to continue education. And you you should feel more confident more times than not in, in the programming and in the coaching yeah. at a place like a CrossFit gym. I right. Think. I think so. Uh, I, I, the whole, the thing about the level one. Yeah. I wish that it was, it would, I understand that it opens the door, right? Yes. It's like that, right? It's like that gateway, but I can only imagine just something about your situation. You got your level one and it's like, cool, you're going to coach. And then all of a sudden there's like 30 people in a class and it's your time to shine. Yeah. Sounds like your nightmare. No, actually, I think I would do a nightmare. really good job only because I've watched you for so many years. <laughs> right. But, yeah, but, but it's I one know of those all of your tricks. Right. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I, I would choke. But it's one of those things where it's <laughs> like, so the whole continuing your craft, it always, and, I, and, I, and I've told my trainers this, there was a documentary, uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Yeah. And it's about this guy that pretty much just wanted to be the best sushi maker. Right. It's a great documentary on Netflix. Right. And he pretty much devoted his whole life to this craft. Right. And I think it's beautiful. Right. And so with. I would hope that people that are in a position where they have a lot of members coming in, you pretty much have their hour, right? Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do with that hour? It's going to be bullshit that you're going to think the night before or you're writing it on the board as, you know, the people are coming in the class. You're like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? Or just something like thought out, planned with a goal and a purpose, you know? And I think that the gyms that separate themselves are planned, you think with the purpose. Because I think everyone's deep down heart is in the right place. Yeah. Right? Every affiliate, oh, sure. every yeah. affiliate not is not like, you know like, what I'm going to do? I'm yeah. going to be so rich, it's going to be insane. Yeah. No, right? Teslas not. and all. Yeah, no, right. no. Right? And so they obviously come from a good place. They like exercising. They like the community. They like what it stands for. They know they can make a, a difference in their community, which is great. But, but I think that the gyms that separate themselves are the ones that are doing it in-house. Right. That mm -hmm. have taken time away on the weekends, taken time away in the nights to let it be go to seminars, to do research, to look at what works, what doesn't work. You know, like for me, my goal is to always find people that are way smarter than me and then try to see what they're doing, mm -hmm. see what they you know, what we have access to. And the Internet's amazing. Right. Yep. But it can also mm -hmm. be like a poison. Well, yeah, you have you to know? know what what information is 
you know what what, what correct, what's right? correct or what's appropriate for you. We had right. some people that were doing like four games, like you know, uh, comp misfit Invictus, you know, training, and it's and not only that, but then they would pick and choose what they were good at. And so the thing is this: now you're just doing what you're really good at and just continuing getting better at good at better at what you're good at, and now none of your weaknesses. But right. it's really hard. And so you know, you're, kill, you're killing yourself. You know, like for what? And so again, I, th- I think a, th- a thoughtful program, a thoughtful methodology, a thoughtful goal. And I think that when members ask you what's the goal, and if you don't know the answer, that's a bad sign. That's a really bad sign. You know, I think if you're a member at an affiliate, and you're like, hey, I just got a question. Why are we doing uh, one squat with my leg in a karate kick style? You know, and my <laughs> my thumb in my ear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what is it with the thumb. Your thumbs everywhere. Yeah, your thumbs but been in your butt. And but your thumb <laughs> in your bum. Yeah. Right, ear infection, <laughs> right? But it's one of those things where I think that it's cool when you know, and especially when you have this like a uh, when your trainers on the same board, where your trainers know the answer or they have the information, they know the goal and the direction. That it's not just I don't know. It's like, yeah. well, we're doing four weeks of this. We're working on this. We're working on this variation. You know, this numbers. Um, I think it's pretty cool for the members because the members kind of want to know that too, right? They don't want to just do be random stuff with no end goal, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we just had our, uh, you know, we just did a singles like in the last couple of weeks and we, we don't do that maybe, uh, I think it's like once every nine months or something like that. Yep. Something very rare. Yeah, and you pe- just don't need, you just don't need to. You don't need to. But General so many people want to. I know that. I know that. No, but I know. But it's not that it's, stressful. No, I, yeah. <laughs> right? And so for these people, th- th- think about this. They've waited nine months to do this and they're just crushing it, right? People that you would never think of, like guys are cleaning 225, girls are cleaning like, you know, over 150, ladies are squatting over 280 pounds. It's like, this is, these are people that have like regular jobs and all that that are right. like superhero. It's like superhero training. Yeah. It's so cool to see. And for me, I'm getting goosebumps right here in the corner. Like, yeah, it all worked. It's cool. <laughs> yes, it worked. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yes. good. You know, months of months of months. You know, and what my what my members don't know, maybe if they listen to this, they'll know now is, but they're all actually going to be doing like a bulking cycle because everyone's going to be gaining weight for the holidays, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so little do they know that you know, like, why all these numbers eight and twelves and tens? You know, <laughs> so it's it's like you just keep eating that pie. Yeah, exactly. Come to Wait, class. what did you say you were going to make everybody do that's coming up that they're all going to freak out about? No, they're not going to freak out. It's just they're going to be doing like a hypertrophy cycle, right? We did like a whole strength cycle, yeah. you know, before and now, you know, we're just going to be doing a lot of different just things that reps. they're not used to. Yeah, different variations they're not used to. What was one of the movements that was going to be? Which one? Oh, for what? Was it for, glute bridges or something? No, don't be getting that out there. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Let this be on the internet, right? Yeah, go. Uh, I think we're going to be probably one of the first affiliates that are going to put glute bridges in our lift portion and people are going to shit themselves. <laughs> right? And everyone's going to be like, oh my God, what's this? What like, are we what? doing? I need to get size six Lululemons now. Yeah, that's right. That's trying, right. To, trying to have everyone go up a size. Yep. That's right. Get that booty. Yeah, man, booties in. Booties are in. Booties are in. Booties I'm are in. I'm trying to keep my booty up. Same. Same. Yeah. Uh, we are actually with the Naked program. We are going to be dropping a new ebook that is very booty focused. And in addition to that, because that will just be like a, like a, I think we're going to do like a, a four week, but we're actually going to be adding on an ongoing booty addition program. So it's like, uh, like a, a finisher. Yeah, it's going to be a, a nice cycle for. It's awesome. It sounds them. beautiful. Sounds, sounds so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. That's a nice yeah. Pun. Beautiful. You know how I love puns. I know. I yeah. love puns. So actually, I have a question. Are you uh, are you available to program for people? Uh, yes. Like specifically? Are yes. you wanting to do more like one-on-one type programming? Or are you going to eventually do your own programming to where people can buy it or look at it or at the, at this time, know, no, through the at, gym or at this time? No, you know, I think yeah. right now with the privates that I have right now, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, will I say no to more? Uh, no. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if it's available, I'll, I'll always do it. But right now I'm just trying to make sure everything, we just moved to this new gym. Right. So I want to make sure everything is run smooth and we're, you know, putting my time 
with yeah. my members and, and just athletes. so you guys understand too so with programming the only thing that's really going to change i mean it's not the only thing but like if daniel's going to take on a new client or a new you know let's just say a new client so one person because there's no magic programming it comes down to smart being smart knowing what our end goal is what we're working towards and then you just create that roadmap to get there you're going to look at what 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 they want you're going to look at their weak points or strong points and then you want some balance and you're going to you just kind of fill in the gaps you know it's so where some of you might be thinking like i imagine a lot of you probably think like holy cow how can like people have so many individual clients well everyone's programming isn't going to be identical but a lot of it's going to be very similar because it doesn't, because it doesn't need to, because it it doesn't need to be different. I just want you, I think that I would like to stress that because I think so many people think that like, you know, well, why does my program, you know, if I'm getting private training and you're getting it from the same coach, like, why are we getting the exact same stuff? And it's like, well, one, well, some of this, yeah, some of this stuff's going to work. Yeah. It's going to work. And, you know, it all comes down to, again, what are our goals? Right. Where are we at? You know, what should we be doing? Right. Like there's, you can't just, we can't, people don't just keep creating new movements and new strength lifts and new things. And right. the people that are doing that are the ones getting shit on social media because yeah. they look like goons. Fools. Right. They look fools. like fools. Yeah. yeah. I think for the majority of the population that people, let's say, you know, we, we pride ourselves with strength, right? Yeah. We, we get people strong. Yes. So I think what, when people come in, uh, I think people don't realize where they, at, where they are, right? And how much more room they have to grow yeah. with just the basics. You know what I mean? But, you know, we talk about variation, all that. We'll do that as well. Not so much because it's magic, but just to get people still like hooked into it. That yeah. makes sense. We don't want people to get bored. So oh, the no, consistency no. part and all that. So, for example, we do we, we back squat a lot. Right. But this cycle, we're going to be front squatting and yeah. people's minds are blown. Right. <laughs> you know, we've deadlifted a lot. But this cycle, people are going to do a sumo sumo deadlifts. People's minds are blown. Yep. But, you know, these variations are good, too, to, for, for a couple of reasons. Right. They're similar to the, you know, the movements we do. Right. Just a slight variation. Mm-hmm. Also, it helps give them time away from these movements to get them resensitized yep. to it when they see it again. Right. And also, people like some new stuff because they'll get sore and that means good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right. like, again, if that keeps people coming in consistently three, four times a week. Right. I'm OK with that. You know, I'm OK with doing every once in a while doing some random things that, you know, are variations of the lifts in order to get them sore. We did two weeks of like split squats. Yeah. People were like, can't sit on the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> We do free in my program. We get uh, split squats all the time. Yeah. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. You know? No, it's, I remember one time, I'll just say this, then we can wrap it up. I uh, was coming back from, it was before my spine surgery. <laughs> I had really bad tendonitis in my knees going into the 2016 regional after being right. in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were trying to like strengthen areas in my knees. And so we were, they had me on this cycle of just doing weighted front rack step ups, but like high rep, mm-hmm. like five I remember sets of that. like 20. Okay. I remember and you in the gym doing that. I will tell you, this is something that I did because if it's on my program, I'll do it. Right. But I wasn't happy about it. Um, I think that this could have been a learning something that my, the, the person who programmed this to learn is like what happened is there weren't other, okay, well, there weren't other things in my program that were going to have me mobilizing my upper body, mm-hmm. like my upper back. And shame on me, I don't mobilize that much. I'm also really hypermobile. I'm pretty hypermobile. I don't really need to do a ton of stretching. But what I didn't realize what was happening is I was locking myself down. So having that much weight on my chest for high reps for week after week, 
I was basically tightening and, and um, getting super locked up through like my first and second rib. And so I'd lost mobility through my chest and I was starting to have so much pain, just like so sore and so much pain, like down through my forearms and down across my chest and uh, my elbows, basically that you need to have like your, like your pec minor and that all needs to be moving and need to be loose. But I had just been sitting in this front rack holding load on my chest yeah. where you're just doing step ups. So it's like, how can I get comfortable where I don't have to like feel like I'm really holding it. So I just have like my body holding the weight. It messed me up. I was messed up for a while. It took some, a lot of, uh, physical therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and it was something that, like, I've always been so mobile. And even when I'm immobile, my coaches have told me I move so well, they can't even see, they can't even look for a problem in my movement. Yeah. So things with like my neck or like my shoulder, it's like, even if they could have seen a sign, they can't see it because I would just adjust. And my movement was so great. Anyways, you couldn't see like a, a hiccup or a, you know, where I might change my movement pattern, yeah. which so you were just getting fucked up, but looking good the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I was just like looking really good, well, but also just, killing, good, but just myself. killing myself. So I do, I do want to say something about the what's on your board or what's on your program, yeah. right? Uh, so we use a uh, we use RP for our lifts, uh-huh. right? And so that means it's a rate of perceived exertion. So it pretty much takes into account, um, and I've said it so many times, but I'm trying to say it like shorter. It takes into account so many different variables, yep. right? Uh, you know, your training experience, you know, what your mindset's at, right? Your body, everything, right? And so we try to have it like that so people aren't so like percentage based, yep. right, to go like that. Because if you're going for something that's like 85% for 10 reps, which already is dumb, don't do that. But it's like, okay, well, that's 85% on that one day when the stars aligned, that, yep, exactly. right? I had that, the wind was right. Right, exactly, right? Yeah. And that's not a really good indicator of how, what the stress should be, of what the intent is. Yep. And so we use RPE and so we always have to explain it every class. Yep. But all our trainers are so, you know, so, uh, so used to saying it that people start understanding it. Yeah rate of perceived exertion, depending on the day. Let's say you wake up today and you get a text from your significant other. They break up with you. You're like, oh shit. You look at your email. You just got fired. Now you go to the gym and it's a one rep max day. Yeah, no What way. kind of person is that compared to you get a text that says, hey baby, just want to say good morning, sunshine. You're looking great, right? Then you go up, you go, hey, email, you just got a raise, right? You go in and your jam is playing. That little John song you love is playing on the music and it's one rep max time. You are a different person. Yeah, 100%. So we always talk about that and then the whole RX thing is a big thing with affiliates, yeah. right? So we have three different versions. That really messes with people. It does. So we have a CX, which we have like competitors, yep. which just means a little bit harder. Uh-huh. RX, which is the RX, the prescribed. And then we have AX, which is the athlete, which is the whole goal of AX is that everyone should be able to do that, right? RX should be the ones that want to push a little bit more. And the CX are the ones that are very, very, very competitive, right? So everyone can get the appropriate dose, which with the, what's with the, which is whatever appropriate for them. Yep. You know, so you have someone that's Gail is going to be in the same class with Brooke, mm-hmm. the same class with Gina, right? And then they're all going to do a similar workout, but variations that are appropriate for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. You would be doing the AX, Gina. I know. If you're wondering, <laughs> Gail's doing RX. I was thinking, I was like, what's up? Gail's doing, doing RX and Brooke's doing I was like, is there another option? Is there a one I think I'm usually option? like the modified. I actually was going to ask There's you. There's MX. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need the MX. Yeah. No, uh, I was going to ask you, do you think it's harder... Um, doing the programming for the entire gym for the week or just my programming? Oh, that's tough. I would say, <laughs> I would say 
your program is harder <laughs> because no matter what it is, no matter the reps, the variation, the face is always very disdain, <laughs> very, very low, very angry, very frowny, very unhappy. You know, oh, I have to do seven. I have to do one. So it's never happy. So it's, you know, I can never appease you. So that's frustrating. At least with people in the gym, some people are like, oh, whoa, cool. <laughs> and Gina's um, like, Mm. I do. I complain through the whole thing. Yeah, I'm and then the I just show up and I'm like, "What are we doing, Gina?" Yeah, we're gonna do this four four sets of three. And, uh, we're gonna do that. She doesn't realize she's doing the entire like I'm injured programming. I am yeah. also like, injured. bad. Yeah, well that's true. And Brooke's like I'm I mean, crushing that, this. <laughs> this is great. I'm so good at this. Yeah. I'm crushing you. Yeah. I literally so. be like, "How are you feeling this week?" I'm like, "I don't know. My left knee, my right shoulder, my uh, you know, my back." And he's like. Okay. And then I like go on my program. I'm like, huh, this is new. And it's yeah. like, you know, glute yeah. bridges yeah. or side. What was I doing? The jazzercise one the other day? Don't say that word. Oh. <laughs> That's not me. No, no. Got my name on this stuff. I don't know where, I don't know where no, you got that. You're just trying to find for movements for me that I can do. I know. Yeah. I know. And yeah. that's and that's the thing too. Uh, I and would, I'm I, very appreciative that you right. program for me. Right. Don't give me that. I really am. Dude, I scour the internet looking for like different, for instance, like the butt stuff. Yeah. Butt stuff. Yeah. Just looking for different things. Well, because, don't Google that. God knows what will come up. I don't train in a way that's like for a specific body part. Right? right. So I've been looking a lot more into other things to try and like re-educate myself because I haven't like been in a globo gym in a really long time. And it's funny because there's so many things uh, that are just such bullshit. Yeah. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? But like, but they sell. Yes. And like, that's like, that's something like with our program, with the naked program, it's like we are, Finding things that are are sparkly, but they have to work. Right. Mm -hmm. And then doing the stuff that does work that a lot of people don't want to do because it's back squat and it's right. deadlift right. and right. it's Romanian deadlift, you right. know, things like that. Yeah. But if they stick with it, they look great. If you're anything like me, your hamstrings will get bigger than your ass. <laughs> <laughs> my hamstrings are so much bigger than my butt. If you're anything like me, your ham hock or your waist will get bigger All right, than let's the stop. rest Guys, of your, let's stop. Let's butt stop. and your hamstrings. We're going to stop with the body dysmorphia for a second. <laughs> <You're just kidding. laughs> but, All right, DJ. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, you know, the affiliate programming, and bottom line is this, you can tell if it works, right, by depending on the results of your athletes. Yep. Right, so if it's not working, affiliate owners or programmers, change it up, you know. Uh, put your pride aside and also uh, take pride in your craft, right? Look at people that are a lot smarter than you. And, you know, and I'm very fortunate to to know a lot of those people and to have access to other smart people. And, you know, there's there's a lot of good people doing a lot of smart things that you can learn from. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to say, uh, Sam always, when we want to talk about programming, Sam, uh, Sam Allen, our good friend, mm -hmm. he always says, everybody wants to be a programmer, but no one wants to be a programmer, yep. which I think is so true because everybody wants to do one workout of one day, but no one wants to do four weeks out of a month and 12 right. months out of a year, but right. someone will want to do this one workout this one time that they saw on this one Instagram post that this one games athlete did three years ago <laughs> right. before going to regionals at, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's just yeah. like, all right, cool. Program to the gym. Yeah, there you, go. there you go. No, it's true. You get a month. Yeah. yeah I'm I mean, going to go it, take a vacation. It is very easy to just create a workout. It yeah, is. It is. I do it all the time. Many times I've been in workouts where in the, in the middle of it, we're going, I've made a mistake. <laughs> right. I made a huge I mistake. Put the weights down. Go lighter. Grab a lighter one. <laughs> you know, um, and that happens. And it's yeah. it, what's cool is like being able to train with friends and create something together is really, really fun. And I think that workouts like that where you where you do that, like off the cusp, the value in just being surrounded by people that make you happy and the, the whole experience better for you. 
is really great and is going to serve your progress. It's going to yeah. it's going to help you be successful because you feel better. You're having fun and the whole positive experience is super important. But on top of that, you do need to follow something and if you can't do it yourself, there are people out there that are willing and are educated right. to to give you a roadmap and are are willing to take the burden off of you and put it on them where they can stand above you and look at the entire map exactly. and you don't have to do that. And that's why I love having coaches because right. I get overwhelmed and anxious when I'm, you know, I'm having to, I have a goal that is, it's like, you know, it's August and the CrossFit games are here and it's like, it's so far away and there's all this time in between where we need to like hit all the marks. And if I really try and look at that, you know, it can, it can really stress me out. So where I take the stress off me and say, it's in your hands. I will do whatever you ask me to. I will do what, you know, whatever. And at the end, if there's a problem, that's on you. Yeah. But hopefully moving forward, you're able to learn and see what we, you know, where we made mistakes and we make a plan for the next year. And, and I think that anyone that is competitive or anyone like that, yes, I can see how a coach, right, would help, right? It would, because mm-hmm. if you're going to go program for yourself, you're going to do everything that you're really good exactly. at. And then she's like, yeah, no, I'm with it. Because anyone can make anything hard and fast. Yep. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I feel like you've been saving that the I entire have. time. Right when I heard programming. I know. <laughs> Make it hard and fast. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks so much. Um, Thank really? You. I mean, we'd be hanging out anyway. So thanks yeah. for sitting and talking on that microphone. Cool. Thank you for having me. You're yeah. so good at it. If you guys are in Santa Cruz, your own. please come by our CrossFit gym, CrossFit West Santa Cruz, and uh, drop in. It's a great new facility, and you can do some of the program that DJ's been programming. And if you want to see what the program is, oh, what's up? What oh, happened to my sorry, I was trying to If you do want to see the program, on our Instagram, we post it every day. Yeah. So you can pretty much have a, see what, is, see what we do. CrossFit West Santa Cruz. That's right. You're like, so you can steal our programming. Not steal, but you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do it elsewhere, you better be tagging. Yeah. That's right. You know. Tag All right, guys. And we'll, Venmoing. And Venmoing. Yeah, Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Don't yeah. forget to rate, review, subscribe, five-star five rating, five-star five warning. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Dua Lipa. You know, when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to, then I hear my songs in a different perspective. Cardi B. I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like don't ever think it's because you did something wrong. Harry Styles. I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it. You know these artists for their songs, videos, and epic performances. But they have so many stories beyond their fame. That's what we're here to share with you on the Spout Podcast. We sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next wherever you get your podcasts.